0: What challenges are you facing during the coronavirus crisis?
1: Which organisations are working to support vulnerable people in West Berkshire? What's it like for
0: you living under lockdown?
1: What can you do to keep you and your family happy and healthy?
0: This is Coronacast supporting you during the coronavirus crisis in West Berkshire.
1: We want to hear from you. Find us online at www.kennitradio.com forward slash Corona Cast.
0: Hello, and welcome to Corona Cast. I'm Stephen West.
1: And I'm Paula Wellesley.
0: CoronaCast is all about looking at how the coronavirus crisis is affecting the people and businesses and organisations in West Berkshire.
1: And it's also about the positive uh, things that are coming out of the crisis, like people actually helping each other uh, on maybe social media. Um, There are a number of Facebook groups that have been set up to Uh, give help and support, uh, and are places where people can actually uh, post and ask for help with things. Um, So it is definitely bringing out uh, the best in a lot of people.
0: It certainly is, and especially within the voluntary sector, don't you think so?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, Obviously, there are a number of uh, local charities that have been uh, impacted by the coronavirus uh, crisis. Uh, so we'll also be looking at how they have been affected and how they're actually trying to uh, continue the work that they do, but maybe in a different way.
0: And we'll be talking to some of these local heroes a little bit later on and learning more about what fac- facilities and 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 um, support is available for the most vulnerable in uh, West Berkshire. So there's been a lot happening since edition one of uh, CoronaCast. Uh,
1: yes, definitely. Um, there have been a number of things that uh, that we've seen. Uh, for example, um, we've seen enforcement, uh, police checks going on, on along the A4 uh, and, and in other places, but uh, certainly on the A4 and some of the roads um, adjoining the A4. Uh,
0: it's very important that we all um, stay, stay at home as much as we can and, and to protect our NHS and of course um, save lives. Now, um, in edition one, we visited a supermarket which is just rolling out their plans to allow the first hour of trading for the elderly and vulnerable people. And we reported that there were really severe shortages, weren't there, in the supermarkets?
1: Yes, there were. I mean, for example, people were really finding it very difficult to uh, buy packs of toilet rolls, um, eggs. That was another one that uh, people found very difficult to source. Um, and now that that has actually improved, um, there are still some items that uh, people are finding quite difficult to get. Uh, for example, uh, cleaning wipes, Antibacterial sprays, paracetamol, um, yeah there's a, there's a few items that are still quite hard to come. It's
0: by. understandable that things such as uh, antibac spray and there's antibacterial wipes mm, that yes. they just fly off the shelves as soon as they yeah. arrive on the shelves as well. And paracetamol is another one. I mean you, you, you go around a lot of the shops in West Berkshire and there simply isn't any on the shelves. And paracetamol is the one thing that you are going to need if you develop COVID-19 type symptoms. Uh,
1: another item that uh, I've certainly found difficult to get when I've been shopping is liquid soap.
0: Mm. And you do need to wash your hands regularly at the moment, don't we?
1: Yes, you do. Yes.
0: Indeed. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, strangely enough, the toilet rolls are back on the shelves. You can't... Buy tinned tomatoes for love, no money. What's so special about tinned tomatoes? I uh,
1: I don't know. Other than um, maybe you know, people are using it as a, a basis for for a lot of sort of meals. But um, yeah, it does seem to be incredibly popular that that particular item.
0: One thing I have noticed as well, I don't know if you have, is that I've been to a number of large supermarkets, and it now seems that. There are security people outside supermarkets, and they're regulating how many people go in there, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are, and um, we've we've seen quite large queues around um, certain uh, supermarkets, uh, but they they have marked um, areas for people to kind of stand to make sure that they are the two meters. Um, a part that they need to be, and also um, we've seen uh, some of the security people uh, outside supermarkets actually sanitising the trolleys. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: I've at, seen that too. Yeah,
1: and and the um, baskets as well.
0: There have been massive queues in some of the larger stores around Newbury and Thatcham.
1: Yes, there have, and and some of the pharmacies as well have had very large queues outside.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, I was out in Thatcham um, just before Easter and there was a phenomenal queue outside of one of the um, pharmacies which was along the A4 between Thatcham and Newbury. And I just thought to myself, mm. it was a really hot day. And people there stood probably for an hour or two hours just to get a prescription.
1: I found Pharmacy to You, which was recommended in one of one of the local Facebook groups, Uh, really easy to use. It was very quick to register, just a question of typing in basic uh, details, name, address, um, your postcode, and then that brought up um, a list of doctor's surgeries for you to pick from. And really, once you'd actually registered yourself... Then you can add your items, uh, your medication items that you needed. Um, and it was really very, very easy to do. And about five days later, uh, the repeat prescription was delivered to my doorstep.
0: That's amazing. How does it come?
1: Um, uh, it came um, in a box, really well um, sealed. Yeah. What,
0: what, via courier? Uh,
1: no, I think it was Royal Mail delivered it.
0: That's awesome. What, five days?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Well, it, it it beats queuing up in the heat of the rain, doesn't it, for
1: it, for yeah. two hours? I mean, it does. Yeah, they they say say that um, it it can take up to ten days, but uh, mine came in around five.
0: So we'll put that information about pharmacy to you. It's pharmacy, then number two, and then the letter U, isn't it?
1: Yes, that's right. But um, I, I think there are other um, similar types. There are of um services that you can use that was just the one that i tried
0: other prescription services available That's right. (laughs) yeah but we'll put you uh we'll put the link to pharmacy to you and any others that we can unearth uh, on our website like we always do when we uh, have information to share with you and just go to our website for coronacast and that's www.kennetradio.com forward slash coronacast Now, one group of people who really have had their lives turned upside down are all of the school pupils within West Berkshire because for for most of them, the schools have closed completely.
1: Yes. um, Apart from if if the schools have children whose parents are key workers, uh, then they actually are able to still go to school. Um, All the other children actually have their lessons at home. Uh, using uh, remote technology really
0: yeah online conferencing and and that kind of technology now one school that has grasped that technology and deployed it to its full is the kennett school in thatcham and i spoke to mrs Gemma piper who is the executive principal of the kennett school academies trust and i asked her how she'd be managing to prepare for this crisis situation
2: well we feel like we we had a little bit of an early warning um we were keeping a very close eye on what was happening on the kind of across the world, really, and and tracking what's been taking place in Europe as well. So we started our planning two weeks before we shut in in earnest, uh, behind the scenes, getting the technology set up and ready just in case we needed to. And then the week before we closed, we were um, deep into planning with the senior leadership team, all of our heads of departments. So we feel we had a little bit of time to get ahead of it. um, Just a little bit of forward thinking helped us there um, and really we managed to run some training for staff with the technology uh, the week a whole week before we had we were forced closure so we hit most of our staff with that and then we've turned everything into electronic training as well and we're doing a weekly briefing with all staff so in terms of getting it set up and running schools are pretty responsive flexible places and you an, as long as you've got enough good people around you with creative ideas and the ability to deliver that then then um the pupils are pretty flexible and it's a case of making sure that the staff are ready and able to do uh, deliver learning in a completely different way so no we were not ready for this more than two weeks before we were closed uh, but we felt ready for it by the time it came as best as we could and we're learning lots in the process actually so it's about keeping our eyes and ears open to what's happening right now and adjusting and tweaking as we go and keeping training going as well
0: So for those who aren't directly associated with your school, what exactly is closed? Or would it be easy for me to ask you what exactly is open?
2: So for all intents and purposes, the school is closed. I am uh, talking to you from my office at school at present because we have uh, a provision for the children of the critical workers, as they are being referred to now. They are the critical frontline who are uh, offering um, or who are important in getting food uh, to our community those important in healthcare social care policing etc so our, our critical workers children can book in and so we have a booking system um, that we share with them every week and they can book their children in individual days if they if both parents are working on those days or single days uh, sorry or, or the whole week if that is the case for their family requirements so we are open we're getting between 20 and 30 kids on average every day and uh, we'll keep flexible there we, are, we can scale that up as large as we need to 75 of my staff signed up to be here and so I scaled that right down to just four people four to five people in terms of being in the classrooms with uh, our pupils and they are completing all the tasks that every other People is completing online so yeah. their learning is already set by their teachers and we're just providing a safe secure place for them to be supervised have access to it they can have their sports and um uh, fitness at break and lunch as well and um, we're getting out there and, and doing some fun stuff with them at the same time so it's about providing our community with the support they need If everything else is shuts we're taking the opportunity for deep cleans uh, we're doing lots of collaborative planning online together to make sure that our curriculum development continues
0: are the pupils bringing in their own lunches I guess they are are they
2: we actually do have a very small um, catering team on site every day we're making meals for our free school meal children so those who are particularly vulnerable they're under that poverty line in the local area and we already provide them with free school meals during the school day we we've got a pretty robust provision for that uh, and they're really grateful the staff are eating with them it's actually a really nice um culture inside school
0: on that issue you say the staff are eating with them what are you doing actually within the school to mitigate virus transmission
2: so we have a really strict hygiene regime uh, every child has their own uh, we've got big pots of um wipes on the desks and on entry and exit they wipe down their desk they wipe down their keyboard and their mouse and they've taken that incredibly seriously they wash their hands on entry and exit to school and then on entry and exit to playtime as well so and um, there's a lot of hand washing going on uh, there's wiping down of the kit that they have access to um, they are sitting We've got five in a classroom each at the moment. So we have more than two meters in between them. We're using all of our wonderful brand new technology um, computing block. Uh, So we're using four rooms there and we've got children spread out and we've got a member of staff in each of those rooms. Um, And then at lunchtime, we're eating outside. This wonderful weather is giving us the opportunity to be out on the fields and on our play play areas. Um, And so there's plenty of space for us to be spread out. Uh, so, yeah, we're just following the guideline to the letter, really.
0: There's lots of huggy, hugs, lots of goodbyes, lots of tearful kind of farewells um, that we saw on TV, didn't we? What, what was it like at your school?
2: Well, I, when I stood in front of my Year 11-13 pupils, I told them that this was not the end. They are still my pupils until the end of August. And many of those Year 11 pupils, nearly all of them, will be back with us. And so we're actually getting A-level teaching happening after Easter. So we're starting those things as early as possible to keep them learning, keep them excited and keep them having a purpose. I was really clear that this, that, that day wasn't the end. And that I promised all my pupils we will have a prom. I promised them we are going to do Leavers They That is a rite of passage and they deserve it, especially this year. So we are going to commit to that as and when we can, even if it is a Christmas ball, I don't care, we're going to do it because they deserve it. We're so proud of their maturity in this. So um, it's important that we respond to that as well. Um, Last day of term was sad, really sad. I don't think I've ever been that sad standing in front of my staff. First thing, I had a daily briefing that week in the hall, lots of space around everyone, uh, and standing in front of the pupils as well. Uh, And I did a video message to everybody as everyone was in their classrooms. And that was really tough, actually. But the amazing thing is, is I promised them that that school is continuing. We're here. And I think and I hope that their experience is that, yes, okay, life is different at the moment. But everyone's still there and we're still looking at the most important things ahead of us and keeping each other safe and caring for each other and also engaging in our learning. Now we've got this huge responsibility is absolutely essential. So it's just shifted a little bit.
1: And we'll be hearing from the Kennett School pupils about what life is like working from home later on. And meanwhile, Fatcham
0: Town Council has been recruiting volunteers to help support the elderly and vulnerable in the town, with some volunteers already deployed to help those in need. I asked Councillor David Cole, the Mayor of Fatcham, how his plans were developing.
3: We are working with West Berkshire, working with the community hubs at West Berkshire, West Berks Volunteer Bureau, West Berks District Council, and Greenham uh, Greenham Common Trust have set up. Uh, And there's there's various strands, um, demand-led, basically. So we are, for example, delivering medicines uh, to people who can't get out, who are self-isolating or aren't mobile from one of the local pharmacies. Uh, they are doing the high dependency drugs, the um the sort of um, the, the, the high value, the, uh, the the specialist drugs. Uh we are through the volunteer network distributing the repeat prescriptions, uh the the, the lower dependency drugs, um et cetera So we we've got that. Uh we set up a Uh, We we were conscious that there were toilet rolls, for example, basic necessity, um, which weren't available in the the stores. We, through our own supplier, were able to get hold of a quantity of those, so we've been selling those off at cost from the council offices. We've been responding to demands that have come to us, or requests that have come to us, either directly or via the, the hub, uh, so we've had a, a couple of uh, referrals from social services, for example.
0: Obviously, you have a, a small but dedicated team of staff at factum Town Council. It must be a logistical nightmare yeah. to put all this together in such a short period of time.
3: Well, I have to say the team have been absolutely magnificent. As you say, we do have a small team. Uh, some of them are having to self-isolate anyway. Uh, a few of them are working from home uh, because we are we are trying to ensure some kind of continuity. If we do get anyone who who goes off sick, uh, frankly, if we had the entire team in and the entire team goes off sick at the same time, then we wouldn't be able to deliver what we can deliver now. So there are a, a couple of people who are working from home to ensure that there is there is continuity. Uh, But I know the demands that have been placed on the team are extremely high and they've basically responded absolutely magnificently.
0: It's a lot of hard work for something which might be a short-lived programme, isn't it?
3: It is, but try telling that to someone who's by themselves at home and can't get their medicine. Um, Mm. It it may well be short-term, but it's absolutely vital while it exists as as an issue. Uh, and that's what we're here for.
0: I don't know what you're looking at as a timescale, but
3: are you in this for the long run, if necessary? We will be here, and we will do things for as long as it is required. Uh, And if that's 12 weeks, then it's 12 weeks. If it's 24, it's 24. If it's ad infinitum, then we'd have to make a few changes to the the structure in the office, etc., but if it's heading an item then it's
0: heading an item I guess there are two key questions about this and that is if someone is um, shielded or vulnerable and needs to access your services or if someone has a elderly parent or relative who they're worried about how can someone actually get the help in reality on the ground
3: the Primary call would be to the new West Barks Hub that has been set up. Uh, they have the the task of of seeing across all of the district of West Berkshire what the needs are. So they need to monitor what demands are being made. They have the links in with the NHS. They have the links in with the police. So it's at, at that level. They will, or they are then passing things out to ourselves, and I have feel sure to the, the other parishes and, and towns across West Berkshire as well. So the primary contact would be through the West Barks Hub.
0: What sort of things would you envisage your volunteers actually doing?
3: More of the same. Uh, I think as but, you know, we, we, we are in the beginnings, I think, of this um, crisis, emergency uh, within West Berkshire. I think if you look at uh, other places, especially London, uh, who are far more advanced than, than us in terms of the progress of the uh, the virus, you can see where potentially this might lead, obviously with the hope that it doesn't. Um, with the hope that the measures that are being put in place in terms of um, non-contact and social distancing, etc., will bear fruit and and we will um, come through this fairly rapidly. Um, but if we don't, as I say, then we're we're in for the the, the long haul.
0: How many volunteers do you actually have at the moment?
3: Uh, we have. Over 100, about 115, 116, I think.
0: And that's just within the Thatcham area? Yes. Yeah. So that's what... That's within
3: Thatcham postcode.
0: Yeah. So so what exactly will these people be doing on the ground in, in terms of supporting the vul- vulnerable people?
3: It will be more of the same. It will be um, emergency distribution of medicines. It will be an element of shopping for them, for necessities of of life. Uh, It will be coordinating um, other activities as the requests and and demands come in. Uh, We do have a huge amount of experience and variety within the volunteers who have come forward so far. Uh, including some specialisms, some nursing specialisms, some caring specialisms. Now, those may get um, taken in uh, and asked to do other things. The NHS, previous NHS workers, for example, uh, may well be part of the requests for working in the, the NHS, so they will, may well go and uh, do other things. But we do have a large variety. I, I can envisage the majority of the Requests and the needs of our residents are likely to be basic deliveries of medicines, of goods, of shopping. Uh, Plus, and I don't think we should underestimate the, if this goes on, I can see that there will also be problems caused by self-isolation, by social distancing, by people who can't get out. Um, they there are likely to be issues which will come from that Uh, i hesitate to say mental health issues because hopefully it will be very low level Uh, but i can see that even something as simple as a as a phone call a couple of times a week or every day if needs be from someone to Uh, Somebody who is in isolation might also be one of the most vital things that they can do. So as this develops and as we see where the requests and what the needs are, I feel absolutely certain that the council officers and the councillors will respond to those uh, and also that our volunteers will will step up to the plate with pretty much whatever is is required uh, of them subject, obviously, to them being safe themselves.
0: On a personal note, I bet you never imagined you'd be doing this when you accepted your chain of office.
3: (laughs) It's certainly a little different to what I had envisaged, but it needs to be done. And I'm only one very small part of the overall council in terms of the councillors and the officers. So we're all playing the part that we can to the best of our ability.
0: That was Councillor David Cole, the Mayor of Thatcham, who is responsible for organising the volunteer commitment to help the most needy and vulnerable in Thatcham.
1: Red on Lion is a virtual pub run by camera, the campaign for Real Ale. You can meet people all over the country. However, we tried and met someone in Beanham
0: it's a pub so expect to hear pub talk and pub language but you can reserve your own table for a private conversation if you don't want to join in the melee. I logged into this uh, last week and met a number of people and and, and as you said Paula um, this is a, a, a national um, initiative run by camera and, and I logged into it and ended up speaking to someone actually in our own area in Beenham, it's phenomenal um, you were listening and what
1: did you think? I think it's a great idea Stephen, I really do yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, I mean it, it, literally when, when, you, you you go to the website you, you log in, it asks you what you're drinking, so the idea is is that you pour your favourite tipple and you sit in front of your laptop and you have the camera on and random people come in and out of the different bars and you chat to them and you they could be in London they could be in Scotland they could be anywhere but it is a pub and people are drinking on there so it's not recommended for the kids really Paula. is it? No definitely, no, not. definitely, no, not.
1: definitely no, not no no but I, th- I really do think it's a great idea because it gives you that chance to have that kind of social interaction um, and a chance to chat to other people, really.
0: Indeed, and, and obviously, if you're isolating and you're at home, you could be quite lonely. This is a great way of meeting people, and it is literally like a pub atmosphere. And they even run pub quizzes, and they have music as well.
1: Oh, well, that's great. I didn't realise they did the quizzes.
0: Yeah, they do quizzes, they do music, they do everything, OK? So that's called... You can put this into a search engine. It's called Red... And then on lion, which is a bit of a parody of the red lion, which I think is quite yes, uh, cool. But that. if you do a search on red uh, on lion um, and camera c a m r a, you will find it. But once again, we will put that information for you and a link to it on the coronavirus website at kentradio.com forward slash coronacast.
1: In the first edition of coronacast, we spoke about physical well-being and exercise. In this edition, we're going to have a look at mental well-being. And there's a company called Headspace, which have offered part of their service for free.
0: The whole purpose of this is to help support people through this time of crisis. And they're offering some meditations that you can listen to absolutely any. Time. They're a part of a larger collection in the Headspace app, which is free for everyone. It's called Weathering the Storm and it includes meditation, sleep, and movement exercises to help you out, however you're feeling. It's their way of helping us find some space and kindness for ourselves and those around us. So, if you'd like to try a little bit of this, here's a preview of what you're going to hear.
2: So, this exercise is about being better able to notice what it is that's really occupying the mind, what it is that's extending the life of these emotions, and learning how to step out of them, and to find a greater sense of peace in both the body and the mind. So just taking a moment, just getting comfortable, back straight, the eyes open, soft focus with the eyes. And starting with a big deep breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth.
0: So, if you'd like to use Headspace and help you to weather the storm for absolutely free, just go along to headspace.com forward slash COVID 19 and it's all there for you free of charge. And once again, we'll be putting that link and some information regarding Headspace on our website, kennetradio.com forward slash coronacast.
4: While this is a great time of turbulence, it is a moment, too, that the country can come together in that national effort. As the next step in that effort, today we launch NHS volunteers. We're seeking a quarter of a million volunteers, people in good health, to help the NHS for shopping and for delivery of medicines and to support those who are shielded to protect their own health. The NHS Volunteer Responders is a new scheme set up so that people can come and help and to make sure that the NHS and the local services that are needed get all the support that they can.
1: And that was Matt Hancock the health secretary talking about uh, the need for 250,000 NHS volunteers and in fact the response has been overwhelming and 750,000 people have actually applied to, to be NHS volunteers.
0: And you're one of them aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. Um, I've only just had the uh, email uh, sent to me confirming that I have been accepted to be a volunteer, and I was on duty for four hours today.
0: So what did you do?
1: I didn't have any calls, actually, not yet.
0: It's interesting that you you, you should say that, because I've had a, a number of anecdotal stories where people within West Factory have joined this NHS Responder Service, and They haven't been given anything to do as yet, but I guess it's quite early doors.
1: It is, yes. As I said, I've really only had uh, the email um, sent to me a few days ago. So I've really just been looking at all the information and links within the email and setting up my profile uh, in the app.
0: So how does it actually work operationally?
1: Uh, Well, there's the Good Sam app, uh, which I've loaded up onto my phone. And uh, then you just really set up uh, your profile and uh, you put a photo in there as well. Um, And then you just follow all the instructions, really.
0: So, Paula, what exactly do these community responders do? Uh,
1: Well, there's... uh, Up to four things that you can actually put your name down to do. Uh, There's uh, what they call a check-in and chat, uh, where you can chat to people who may be lonely, vulnerable. Uh, You can do the community response, which is helping people with maybe shopping or prescriptions. Uh, You could transport equipment, or or you could actually uh, transport people. So there's a number of things there, and you don't have to put your name down for all of them.
0: Sh- show me what it sounds like when they give you a job.
1: You get a, um, a noise, uh, like a buzzing noise, uh, on your phone. Can we have
0: a listen? So at this point, what's going on now?
1: Right, so that's just letting me know um, that I've got uh, a call there and I can either press reject or accept.
0: What's that screen that you had on the app that seems to have your graduate photograph on it?
1: <laughs> oh, um, I, you have to actually put a photo on your profile, um, which you use as your ID when you actually turn up on a call.
0: And let us know how you get on with that.
1: OK, Stephen, yeah. I will.
0: It sounds very exciting. Do you, do you have to put a, like, a flashing light on your car then? And that no, of, no, no, no. It's nothing yeah, right right something like that? No, no, yeah. no. Just the word responder, it sounds like really kind of exciting.
1: It does, it does.
0: But maybe going for someone's shopping isn't that exciting?
1: Uh, maybe not exciting, but it, it's certainly uh, necessary.
0: And I, I'm sure the efforts of you and the other volunteers will mean a lot to the people who can't get out.
1: I'm sure it will, yes.
0: Well, good luck with that one.
1: Thank you. Now then,
0: uh, we promised you that you'd hear from the pupils at the Kennett School about their own experience of lessons during lockdown.
1: Four pupils from the school shared their thoughts with us.
4: My name's Jacob from Kennett in Year 10.
1: Ashton, Year 8.
4: Alfie, Year 9.
1: Alfie, Year 7. What's it like being away from school and trying to learn at home?
4: I found the last two weeks like difficult because it's obviously no one's in school and doing the work without teachers is a lot difficult than doing them on your own.
5: I'm not being rushed around and I'm not I'm not having to have distractions while doing my work. So I could be more focused on the task I'm learning at and if 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 I have headphones on it helps a lot because I just block out all the sounds and I'm like my saying is the headphones on world off because I put my headphones on nothing else, nothing else stops me from between my work and me.
4: A lot harder because when I was on my phone my phone wasn't like processing all the work properly and like it wasn't showing full screen of what I had to do to explain the task.
6: I prefer being at normal school with all my friends and the teachers and classwork but this is in a way it's kind of better like for the learning bit of it because you get to like focus and do it on your own so you're like experiencing what it would be like when you like grow up and stuff and also it's good to like have your own independence to see what you can do and test yourself in your learning. In the other way like being at school could be in many ways better for like your mental health and stuff because then you're like with your friends and you're like socialising and also you get to um, if you have like any questions you get to like ask your teacher and be a part of the lesson.
1: How are you staying happy and healthy?
4: I like to go to football games and stuff with my mates and obviously can't do that any of that anymore when I play football so I don't get to play football. You kind of have to occupy yourself. It's all going to be alright. And that, do exercise. If you stay in all day, your mental health is just going to go downhill.
5: I'm managing how I've been, I've been going out, playing a bit of sport uh, there and then. I, I think I've been doing it every day in my backyard, just having a little kick about with my brother. And um, yeah, we've we've done a few bike rides up and down to the school. And I feel like, my health is getting better. Cause if I keep cause, and I'm eating very good. I'm eating lots. I'm eating my five a day, every day. And I just feel like I feel like I'm getting more confident the more like healthy I feel. I get more confident about my own body, myself.
4: I haven't met any friends yet because like the whole quarantine thing. But I have kept socialising, socialising with my friends, keeping up with them, seeing what they're doing, all that.
6: We have this thing called t twenty five, so it's like twenty five minutes a day, and it's like for people to lose weight. So obviously, because me and my dad aren't in the best shape, so we do it every evening for like. And there's like a routine for like Mondays cardio, and then it's a specific like it's on a DVD, and you do that one for that day, and it just gets you in the routine of doing like exercise and stuff.
1: Does the coronavirus crisis worry you, and if so, how? I'm not
4: too worried about it. I just. Feel sorry for the people that can actually die from it, because that's when it gets worrying. It's when you, like, are vulnerable and you know you've got a chance of if you get it. So the main thing is to keep them people safe. But if you're young and fit and you can deal with it, then you'd rather have you get it than someone that could easily die from it.
5: I'm a bit worried about like not seeing my friends for a long, long time because we don't know how long this virus is going to go on for, and it's just, it's just like. It's an instinct that I can't see my friends for a long time and it's just like kicking to me a bit. I have to do what's right. I have to stay inside so I can see my friends. Because if this Covid-19 doesn't, like, it goes, does go away, I'll have the opportunity and I've known that I, I've i made that stop. I, I feel like I've made that stop because I've stayed inside and it's helping the NHS out for people that are are in need and are in trouble, and I've stayed inside to help them
4: people. I'm not as much worried about it, but I'm a little bit worried that it is in the UK and we're on lockdown because it can distract me from doing my work sometimes, like, thinking about it.
6: No. Don't bother me as long as I'm doing my work and getting
1: my education.
0: Weren't they just great, Paula?
1: They really were, yes,
0: who was your favorite
1: Oh, that's difficult, but I thought they were all good, actually. They all made some really good points. um I think Alfie in year seven actually did make a really good point about um mental health
0: it's It's really important for all of us, isn't it, that we stay in contact with people and communicate and 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 have you know just take time to take care of ourselves, so I think that was a very good point.
1: Yeah, he did make a a really good point as well about um, working on your own. is is a bit like when when you're grown up and you're working on your own. Then, um, so yeah, yeah, that was another good point that he made.
0: I think he's very brave as well.
1: Uh, brave? Why is that?
0: Well, well, well going on radio and, and telling everybody that your your dad's out of shape.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like you're you're grounded for the next year. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Alfie's only in Year 7, so I, I just thought that was awesome, for somebody yeah. in Year 7 to be so incisive. Yes. What a what a very um, perceptive young man, yeah?
1: He, very
0: perceptive, yeah. yes. Well, well, they all are. I mean, Ashton in Year 8 made a good point as well, and, and saying that he's... Um, has to you know do what's right as in staying at home to basically to you know to to stay at home and to protect the nhs and to to, to save lives and also that he's trying to be uh, feeling healthier and making sure he gets his five a day so as well as teaching academic subjects obviously a lot of these young people are also getting a lot of information on how to be healthy and look after themselves which is i think it's quite important yeah, it?
1: i think it's very important yes
0: now, Jacob, in year 10, I thought, made a, a quite an interesting point as well. Because we had this initial assumption, didn't we? That, that the coronavirus was just a bit like getting a bad cold or a flu if you were younger. And and that if you were young, you'd pretty much shake it off straight away.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: But we're finding that that isn't the case.
1: No, no. it It does seem to be in some cases actually affecting uh people that are not elderly but you know um maybe in their 20s and 30s and up really
0: exactly and sadly we we we've all heard stories about young people in their teens who who have sadly died because of coronavirus
1: yes that's right although i think quite a few of the the people who who have died have had um various health conditions
0: well, you know, what a very insightful group of young people indeed, don't you think so?
1: Yes, I mean, they made some really interesting points. Uh, we have no, no girls that actually gave their views.
0: So absolutely, we, we want to see some girl power out there. So whoever you are, uh, male or female, whatever school you go to, if you'd like to join in and share your thoughts about coronavirus and how it's affecting your school and, and home life, contact us and you can join in and be part of Coronacast as well. Just contact us at KennetRadio.com forward slash Coronacast.
1: And that's just about it for this edition of Coronacast.
0: Doesn't time go quick when you're having fun?
1: It really does, yes. So
0: so what's in the next edition, Paula?
1: Well, uh we're going to be looking at what businesses are open and how they're adapting to the coronavirus situation. Um, Also, uh, a gin distillery that has turned itself into a hand gel factory. Interesting. Very interesting one, that that one will be. Uh, And also, we'll be hearing from people in isolation who'll be sharing their experiences with us.
0: And don't forget all the information and contact details for the organisations which we've been talking about on Coronacast are available on our website, kennetradio.com forward slash Coronacast. From me, it's goodbye and do stay safe.
1: And take care of yourself and your neighbours. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.